Hi, welcome back to the Opening Up Cricket Podcast. There's been a little bit of a break from the last one, but hopefully this is worth the wait for those who listen. A lot of the study that um, I personally have been doing recently has been around this idea of letting go of resentment uh, and building resilience through forgiveness. And a lot of the stuff that I'm going to be talking about in this short podcast is... Uh, inspired by a guy called Fred Luskin, so I would really recommend people to go out and have a think. Uh, sorry, have an interaction with what he says. Lots of good videos. He's got a lot of good books and articles out there. Now, what we've got to start with. I'm saying here that the podcast is about forgiveness or forgiving. Now, it's interesting to think about what that actually means. We probably automatically start to think about Christianity or God or any kind of faith quite a central tenant of, of those things also a thing that came to mind for me was eastenders funnily enough um i remember as a young person watching that and hearing people say things like oh i'll forgive you but i won't forget and those kind of very if you're sticking with the the christianity line of it very old testament settlements to relationships but actually what forgiveness means or what the act of forgiving is um a dictionary definition probably would be somewhere around to let go. That seems to be the, th- the theme of it. But we're plagued with misconceptions about forgiveness. And you might, if you've still had the uh, the intrigue to listen this far into the podcast, you'd probably be thinking, well, what is this idea of forgiveness? How is this going to help me? How is this going to perhaps improve me as a cricket player or give me a greater degree of mental fitness? The thing which I think uh, sums it up perhaps the, the the best is if you think about the opposite of forgiveness and think about resentment or holding on to things, bearing grudges, that's actually a really um, draining emotion because it's rooted in, 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 in knowing you can't do anything to change something. You think about anything that's happened in your life where you bear a resentment or a grudge or a bad feeling, actually that that resentment is often accelerated or deepened because you know deep down you can't do anything about it and that is really frustrating for a human being to have all these things in our life and realising that actually we can't do anything about that and because you know it's futile it often creates further anger now I was looking when I was doing the research for this at times in my life or those close to me where people have hung on to resentment and that really really does strike a chord you know you shouldn't be getting annoyed about something you know you shouldn't still be annoyed about something that happened years ago but you are and you can't change that and that makes you even more angry so that is why uh, the idea of forgiveness or letting go is really important a quote which is probably the most well-known related to this is from Nelson Mandela, someone who's particularly quotable. And Mandela said, of course, this guy famous uh, above all else for his power to forgive those who'd wronged him during his time um, locked away on Robin Island during apartheid era South Africa. And Mandela's quote hopefully I'll get this right, is resentment is like drinking poison and expecting it to kill your enemies. So that might sound trite or you might think that makes a lot of sense, but that's where we kind of start from. If we're looking at the the common misconceptions, if someone was to say to you, what's to stop you forgiving someone uh, that has has done wrong to you, a common response to that would be, well, I don't want to let them off the hook. 
they shouldn't be getting away with having treated me like that. And there's nothing wrong with that, absolutely. We're not saying in terms of forgiveness that it should be something which people um, are now allowed to do what they want to you because you're easy, you're a pushover. What's really implicit in this and what Luskin, and I'll keep quoting this guy's name, says in his work is that you don't need to reconcile. This forgiveness is entirely for you. So there's no need within this to say, right, someone's done wrong by me, someone's hurt me, someone's done something horrible to me. Forgiveness doesn't mean you then have to trust them again and give them another chance to do it. It also doesn't mean that you have to reconcile and pretend that it's never happened. The forgiveness that he's talking about, and this may well run counter to perhaps a more religious perspective on it. I haven't looked too deeply into that in in this period. But what he says, and, and what a lot of work on forgiveness talks about, is forgiving yourself first of all for whatever situation it might be a common one it'd be about could be about a relationship whether that's a friend uh, a partner a work whatever it is perhaps the hardest thing to begin with is to forgive yourself for what's gone wrong common reaction when something's failed in that area how could i be so stupid to trust them or how could i be so stupid to get myself involved in that situation So the first and most important thing is to forgive yourself and then move on to forgiving them. I think another misconception around forgiveness, which is critical, which makes us often then think, hmm, perhaps we shouldn't have to engage with forgiveness because it's not that serious. When we say forgiveness, we might be thinking about the amazing people in the world who've forgiven those who've murdered their family members or who forgives someone who has committed the most awful atrocities. And often within our minds then we can think forgiveness is really only a process that you go through for something very serious, when actually it doesn't need to be something really serious. Think how many relationships of whatever nature deteriorate from something very simple at the beginning. These relationships break down, they become full of animosity, full of bitterness. And if you were to say to the people involved, what was it that you originally fell out about? They'd struggle to answer that. So we don't need something to be ultra serious to be able to forgive it. And remember this idea of it being for you means that you're just saying effectively, I'm not going to carry around that burden, I'm going to drop it. And they can do what they want with it. Minor resentments, such as 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 those in the kind of example where I've mentioned relationships breaking down, deteriorating, and we're not really sure of the origin. Those minor resentments tend to to get built up through confirmation bias. If you're holding a grudge against someone or something, then when you next enter a situation that interacts with it, your confirmation bias will be pushing you towards saying, "Oh." This is going to go wrong, this person's an idiot, this person's going to be nasty, etc, etc. So by holding on to that grudge and that anger and that bitterness, that is going to make the next situation more likely to play out in your confirmation bias and build and build and build. So often from something very small, a lack of forgiveness can then really damage relationships and your outlook, perhaps more importantly. So the idea of forgiveness in the sense that we're looking at it for, for mental health and fitness, is letting go of that anger, bitterness and resentment. Um, 
Crucially, before I move on to some of the theory that, that Fred Luskin, there's his name again, gives us, it does not and maybe cannot be instant. If you're still listening to this, thank you. And if you are at this point doing what I did when I was researching this and thinking, hmm, sounds good in theory, sounds great to be able to drop any kind of anger, any bitterness, anything which I've just had eaten away at me. Yeah, that sounds good, something that I've carried for years, maybe I can do that. But this is is something which is a process. It's not necessarily going to be you're wronged or you feel hurt one day and then the day after be able to say that you feel fine with it, you let you, you can you forgive the person, you move on, you feel much better. Of course not. This is in no way saying that people shouldn't feel their everyday emotions of anger, of guilt, of upset of jealousy, of whatever else it would be. But this is just knowing that that process of forgiveness will be the thing that allows your mind to heal. Kind of therapy in the same way that you would allow a injured limb time to hurt. You would you would give it time to recover and then later on in the rehab you would do things to make sure that that limb or that part of your physical being isn't going to then keep you injured for longer. We don't break a leg and then spend our whole time resentful of that leg and thinking, oh, it's, you know, it's bad, it's never going to work, and then we don't give the leg the chance. Perhaps that's a slightly stretched comparison. But I think in terms of the mind, we often can forget that it's another part of the body that can be trained and can be given time and can be given different tools to move forward. So really... The thing which I concluded from this was that if you've you've had something which which hurts you really badly, you can think of an example, I'm sure, that hurts bad enough at the time, you know, whether that's something that hurts you for a day, a week, a month, a year. It's not here to say that people should be able to just snap out of things and get over it. These emotions are very real. But that's bad enough, that pain around the experience you've had. Why then carry it around longer to then carry that pain even further? So that idea of forgiving both yourself or someone who's upset you, someone who's hurt you, means that, yes, they aren't going to... It's not going to be a case that you can stop that pain that's caused at the start, but it will mean that you can stop that following following you around for a lot longer. Now, Luskin, yes, I've mentioned this guy's name probably a dozen times now. Um, quite the fan. Fred Luskin has got, if you wanted to stop listening now and think, right, okay, forgiveness sounds good, I'm full of listening to this guy, you can search for his nine steps to forgiveness. It features in a lot of the literature he's written, it features in some of the clips you can find from him on YouTube, and also there's handy ways of getting hold of it in an article form. And that is a way of breaking it down so that actually the theory sounds good, what can you do within the practice? <coughs> Excuse me. He sums one area of forgiveness up in a really good way. He talks about wanting yes, but getting no. And this can apply to all kinds of different situations. He says to forgive is the ability to be able to say, well, okay, I wanted one thing, but in actual fact I've got something else. I can't change that other person's 
motives or their decision or what they've done to affect me. So now I need to move forward and accept that I didn't get what I wanted from that situation. And that does apply. You can take that from the very smallest thing. Someone's rude to you on their train. The yes that you wanted was subconscious and was that you wanted that person to just be polite and be normal. What you got was no. You got someone, for whatever reasons they had, they wanted to be rude to you. So you got no when you wanted yes. You can apply that to a relationship. You wanted them to not cheat on you or you wanted them to stay with you forever. That was your yes that you wanted. But you got no. And what can tear you apart in any of these situations is trying to think about, well, why? And what would I want to do? What would what they should have done and what you wanted? Letting go of that, however far after the event, is the really liberating thing to do there, to say, well, the only things that we can really control are our thoughts and our behaviour. And we can hope that the way we conduct ourselves influences others to behave in a similar way. But we don't have that control over other people. And actually, if you think about it, it's very difficult a lot of the time to control your own thoughts. And sometimes we have behaviour where we think, oh, I didn't really control myself that well. So if that's hard for us to do as individuals, how on earth are we going to be able to control someone else? Luskin also moves on to what is probably quite a, quite a negative uh, way of looking at it initially, but is actually a very persuasive tool. He says, everyone suffers and everything ends. It sounds like a Philip Larkin poem. But what he's meaning here is that we only need to open up the, the newspaper each day or go online and see all the dreadful things that are happening around the world. And this isn't putting us in a situation where we're just saying glibly, oh, well, you know, it's not, you know, there's always someone worse off than you. It could be that, that might work. But it's mainly saying if we accept that there is suffering all around the world and they're suffering all the time to varying different degrees. We've got to let go of that. We can't continue to carry around what had made us suffer in the past because there's going to be challenges in the future and this will just cloud your judgments and cloud your mind. And, and really this is pushing you towards appreciating what you have rather than what you do not have. Very important. Gratitude we talk about a lot in this project. Three things that have gone well in a day. Three things that you're grateful for. That process runs side by side with that idea of forgiveness. Looking at the, mo- looking at the moment that you're in. Obsession with the past uh, detracts energy from now. And perhaps the third most important thing, equal most important thing in mental fitness is to be in the moment. And to have your concentration on what you're doing now. We think about that in cricket. What's more important? Being able to foresee what you're going to do in two years' time or what you're going to do in the middle when you're facing that delivery or you're bowling that delivery. So if we're obsessing all the time about the past and we're carrying around things that we hate about other people or situations or bitterness about not getting that job or not doing this, then that is draining energy from what we need to do now. And Luskin, finally with Luskin, Great quote. I don't know if it's attributed to him or it's his sort of followers, Luskinites, or whatever we might call them. 
if you're thinking about forgiveness, you might think of a word association and throw up revenge. And you're saying, oh, we don't want revenge if we're going to forgive. We want to be a bit more, a little bit more balanced about things. But if you do want to think along those lines, he, the quote is, the best revenge is a fantastic life. Now, if you're really wanting to to throw it back at someone who's hurt you, rather than hating them, rather than dragging that around, putting it behind you and getting on and using the opportunity that you've been given and, and improving your life, in the kind of wording of Luskin and others, perhaps that's the uh, the best revenge that you can have. Now, I'm not sure whether that that works necessarily along with this, but that's a bit of food for thought anyway. A couple of things to point you towards before we move to the end of this. Um, there's a guy called Sammy Rangel. I think it's pronounced Rangel. R-A-N-G-E-L. And he's done a fantastic TED Talk. TEDx Danubia. Uh, just pop his name into the search bar. And you listen to this guy, the stuff that's gone on in his life incredible it's difficult to watch at times and he's talking about the power of forgiveness so that's something you could go away and watch and then of course the great thing about youtube you've got the up next bits there's loads of things that you would then just get into a set of different things you could look at so if we're thinking about how to tie this together and think about well how does you know maybe forgiveness work for cricket how does it work for our overall life well (coughs) excuse me I think it, in, in our case, it's more to do with forgiving yourself for mistakes. <clears throat> Remember what I said at the beginning, that the idea of uh, forgiveness is actually first and foremost to forgive yourself and it being about you. I think we can suffer in sport by clinging on to the mistakes we've made and not forgiving them and thinking, I always get out like that, or I always bowl badly on this ground, or I always drop those catches. That's a lack of forgiveness. That's showing yourself that you've not let go of those problems in the past. Or it could indeed be linked to another person, whether that be a coach who you think's wronged you, a player or a teammate. Let's not forget that cricket, particularly at the recreational level, this might be where your best friends are, are from. And it might be that within your cricketing environment, there's someone there who's done, done something wrong to you. Someone who has done something awful. Someone who's really betrayed you, someone who's tried it on with your missus, someone who's stolen something from you, whatever. That lack of forgiveness in that team environment can be something that's really toxic. So, this idea of the focus on now and being in the moment needs to be trained however possible. So we've talked about, uh, a lot of the time in the past, meditation. It is hard. It is hard to go from doing no training in something to then being in a position where you practice something daily, where it's a part of your routine. But it can be trained. Justin Langer meditate, has meditated every day pretty much since 1993. I bet you didn't know that when I've just said it. So this kind of thing does work. He puts down the practice of meditation as to what's made him successful in his life and his personal, his, his, sorry, his career and his personal life. So, moving away from any previous behaviours, moving away from that kind of resentment, carrying that baggage, being bitter, having lots of these preconceptions because you've held on to something that has hurt you, can be a bad thing for cricket as well. So, I would say in conclusion, forgiveness or whatever you want to call it, is a key element to mental fitness. Living in now 
and looking forward, using experiences certainly. Part of the elements of forgiveness, part of that forgiving yourself for something, whether it's a mistake on the cricket field or in your personal life. If you're saying to yourself, I was so stupid, why do I keep making these mistakes? Well, part of your process wants to be moving forward and say, well, this is how I try to avoid them. And then making sure that that is in the past. So I hope this has been useful. It's certainly a subject which I had paid little attention to before being almost randomly introduced to Fred Luskin and different works there. I'll put some stuff accompanying this on the website which has a range of different things uh, in terms of links. But otherwise, until next time, thanks a lot.